Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our masterpiece. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's April 11th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. I say hi, Walt. Hello, Hello Nancy. Nancy. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm here. Hello, Sheriff. The Sheriff's here also. Yes, Dolly. Hi, Walt. Hi, Nancy. Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were talking about the Shanghai show um, before we get on here. And um, Dolly, why don't you tell your take on what you heard? <laughs> Do you want okay. to? Yeah, okay. I don't mind. I had that on my list. <laughs> oh, all right, good, good. Um, we were listening to Derek and, and um, Julissa this morning on the Cosmic Reality. Reality radio show. No, on Shungite show. I got so shook up, I can't remember the name of the show. And uh, they were talking about when they were in Las Vegas and and uh, they went to Zach. Excuse me, I keep burping. <sighs> they went to Zach Bagan's. <laughs> Now I'm hiccuping. Oh, please excuse me. Get behind me. <laughs> hey, David. At least we don't have an echo on the show. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Al. He, he's fighting me, the devil. <laughs> because he doesn't want me to tell my story, I think. But anyway, they're in Las Vegas, and they run into this... Uh, Zach Bagan's museum. He used to live in the house, and then he turned it into a museum where he brings a lot of souvenirs from the houses that, and uh, not just houses, but like uh, closed-up institutions and empty buildings, and and <clears throat> they're the ones that he knows are inhabited by evil, because he likes to do, he likes to incite the bad things that, uh, related to Satan. And so he has this museum now where he's brought all these things. And he even, according to Derek and Julissa, they even put warnings on their exhibitions, some of them, uh, uh, warnings that they could. I forgot how the warnings go. Well, it was they before they went in. Even they had to uh, state that vocally state and be recorded that if any evil got into them or influenced them, it was not the management's fault. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Whose fault and, was it? <laughs> and it's forbidden, forbidden to touch anything. Oh, yeah. But things can follow you home, not not just by touching, but because you're there. You're in their realm, and they can just follow you home. The, the bad spirit, the good spirits, too, if there's any. Um, and so they're telling about their tour through it, and I used to watch Zach Bagans until he got so evil I couldn't even have him on my TV. And so I knew a lot of the things that they were seeing because uh, I saw the show where they came into contact with him and evidently got permission to take the the things home with them. So, uh, oh, I, let, let me just let me just clarify something. Who she talking? She's talking about is this guy that has one of those is ghost ghost adventures. What is the ghost name of it? Ghost hunters. Ghost hunters. Yeah. And yeah. so these people go in and, and but but I agree. I don't know how you could even watch him for, for any amount of time. I mean, I have I know who he is because accidentally his show comes on or you uh, know I, I I I see him and he just first off he's a jerk. He acts like a jerk. He goes in there and, come on, you want to fight me type of thing. You know, I mean, it's like, what are you, out of your mind? <laughs> that, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what got me was his aggression and his disrespect. I mean, some, some spirits are trapped there because of whatever, but he was so, he's so disrespectful. I don't know how he is on hum, in human being react, interaction, but I sure would think he's a jerk. If he's if he acts like he acts when on that show, so I think he's uh, a jerk, but <laughs> that's my opinion too. Yeah, that's who she's talking about. And uh, like I, I'm going to put up the uh, promo for the show, the earlier show, so that people can see the picture of the guy. And you probably have seen him like I've seen him, you know. And if you know you had the same reaction, it was like, oh, let me out of here. This guy's not. I don't like him. Ooh. Even even to, for me, to look at him, I feel, oh, I got to get away now. And I want to turn around and run away or click off the TV when he shows up in an advertisement. Or, I don't want, I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear him. I, I don't want anything to do with that guy because he's just been in it for so many years now that I believe he's completely evil because of being around antagonism and like Nancy was showing you how how he antagonized he gets mad Uh, and he does he challenges the evil to come out He's not looking for good spirits. He is out looking for the bad ones to confront. Why? I have no idea. Why would he do that? Why would he want to play with Maybe people? he's a member of the cabal and he's trying to prove, gain brownie points with the upper management. I think he's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there's some of those ghost hunters are really 
they, they try to help the spirits. They try to help the people that are having interactions with them. They're compassionate. They're caring and loving. This guy's just nasty. Yeah. The good ones are like uh, Amy and Adam on, uh, I'll think of it later. They have a show of their own now. They started out with Ghost Hunters with Jason and uh, that group. But they have a show of their own now. And they go to people's houses who contact them and say, please come and help us. We have this uh, stuff going on in our house we don't understand. Some of them say we have this being who won't leave us alone. And it's not a live being. It's on the other side. And so they do research on the house on the peoples who used to live there, on any accidents or deaths, weird deaths, strange deaths that might have happened. And they go to the house prepared. And when they get there, they talk, they interview the people who live in that house or who used to live in the house or know anything about the house. And then they get, their equipment all set up because they record and they have these instruments that can uh, call the spirits to them, let the spirits know we're here and we would like to help you. And so they talk. They literally have conversations with the spirits on the other side. And it's all helpful. And, And they do good work. They help to make friends between the homeowners and the spirits. Um, sometimes the spirits are just really upset because the uh, new homeowners are doing renovations. And the spirits like their house the way it was when they were alive here. And so they they learn the information they need to know to try to make it better for the spirits and the people who live there now to be able to either get along or to help the spirit realize you're dead, you died, do you want to move on? And and so they are very loving. They bring love into uh, their the environment. Whereas Zach Bagan brings exactly the opposite. And there's, I couldn't deal. I have goosebumps just talking about him. Well, I saw a documentary on that psychic couple. Um, I don't, I forget the man's name. Uh, the woman's name is Lorraine something. Oh, the, Warrens. The Warrens. Oh, the Warrens. Yeah. And he's got that room in the house, specifically what they have done in the room. They've gathered items from the different cases, and unfortunately, these the they can these items are considered as possessed. You know, there's that uh, Annabelle, that doll that became infamous, and they made a movie about it. And they have uh, all these like decorations and uh, objects that are you know the decorative items that for one reason or the other they ended up possessed. And he says they're so dangerous. They get a, a priest once a month to come up and uh, bless the place and 
surround the place with blessings so that nobody is affected by all the objects. But he takes it very seriously and very respectfully. He, he doesn't make any light of it. He doesn't make any jokes about it. They're very uh, careful what they do and how they do it. Are you talking about his the, nephew? The, I'm talking about the Warrens. You know, yeah, the, the special they have room. a nephew who does that too. Uh, so it's a serious thing. Uh, I think the it's only... Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, okay. And I can't remember his son's name. I mean, his uh, nephew's name. Yeah, they do that too. Very respectful, yes. And that's what Amy Bruni says. You must be respectful. And Adam says the same thing. Be respectful. These are these used to be people that you look at, you touch. They used to be alive. And they're just in a different place. So be respectful. Whereas Zach Bagan goes in, goes in firing guns and causing havoc. But yeah, like Walt says, there's a lot of good ones out there. They're not all like Zach Bagan's. <clears throat> I swear that cat now knows that he's on the radio and he sh the cat comes in and yeah, yeah. that's correct <laughs> <laughs> what a stinker <laughs> Doc he doesn't realize anything like that but anytime he sees somebody walking down the street even he's got to bark at him and protect us these are my people. Don't come anywhere near the house. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, uh, I'm going to, you know, talk on, on Derek's side and Derek and Julissa's side. They were, they simply saw a truck or something, a billboard. I, I guess it was a truck um, with an ad about it. And it was right in the area that they were in. So they said, eh, you know, they didn't have any kind of plan as to what they were going to see in Las Vegas. And so they go there. And, <clears throat> yeah, I would think that people that are energy sensitive would say, I can't walk in there. I'm not going in there. You know, but both of them, for because of the way that they work with so many entities, especially Derek. Derek was, was saying that, okay, at one point when they first got there, he felt a little hand take his hand, a little, he said it was a girl, little girl had taken his hand. But he didn't know if that was a spirit. When it initially happened, he didn't know, is this a spirit or is this really a human being that somehow or another reached out and has got my hand? Because he can't, it's hard to differentiate between some of the things that he hears and, and feels and sees, and he doesn't know if anybody else is seeing him. Um, I found that to be kind of enlightening because I didn't realize that he couldn't, I mean, it was the first time I ever heard him explain that, that sometimes he's hearing things and he doesn't know, does everybody hear this or is it just me? Um, so he turned around to look and Nobody was around him holding his hands, and then he tuned into this this little girl, I guess. Because, um, they, you know, Derek, he goes through a story so darn fast, you don't know exactly, you know, he, 
you don't have time to ask questions. And then when they were in the in the museum, the there were two people behind them. Jalissa was in front of him, and they were not supposed to stop at anything. That was the other thing I found weird. They had to, they, they weren't supposed to stop. They had to, the line had to keep going, had to keep going. So Julissa go, keeps going, and all of a sudden she realizes Derek isn't, and he's standing in front of this doll and this voice box, I guess. And out of the voice box comes a absolutely like he said it was like a walkie-talkie uh, female voice, you know, engaging in conversation. And he didn't know if he was the only one hearing it, so he turned around and looked at the people behind him, and they were wide-eyed and kind of backing up. And he said, oh, they're hearing it too. And then because he had opened up this channel with this doll, Peggy, evil thing she was, um, somebody else came in, a man came in and tried to kind of like push her out of the way so that he could talk. So you go like, well, this is really creepy, and why do you want to get yourself subjected to that? Derek and Julissa, when they go out in, I, 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 I'm aware of it too. When you go out into um, public like that, you know that you're not just going out and doing something. You're going out doing something and meeting a lot of people or passing by them or going to the same show that they went to. And when you're in that kind of an environment, there is... Very often, as a matter of fact, more often, I think, than people can even imagine, somebody guiding that person to get into your space, especially somebody is is <laughs> it's got space like Derek does, they, they, they want this person to be, um, let's say, introduced to a new type of frequency, a new type of energy, because it's centerology. Every energy causes an energy response and another energy that it comes in contact with. So when you go out, to me, it's an opportunity to do good. That's that's the way I look at it. That the, anybody that comes into my space is going to be better for it, whether they know it or not. Doesn't matter. They're being guided to. I mean, think of the synchronicity that that occurs and what it takes to get there. I guess sneeze just a minute. Well, I thought I was going to there for a second. Dolly, I thought it was one of those interruptus. interruptus, (laughs) But it wasn't. Must be some pollen just came in the door. Um, Yeah, so, but but in order to be able to do this, you really do have to walk out the door with a bubble around you to protect you from other things. You know, just make it good stuff. I want only good people coming into my, my space. And so I believe that that's what they did and that from their standpoint, I don't want to put words in their their mouth, but this is the way that I came away with it, is that in in other words, to, to be able to understand the depth of oddities, I'm not going to say, you know, evil, I'm going to say the oddities that are out there in cosmic reality. You have to engage with it. And because they they engaged without any, I'm sure that they're absolutely fine, that there was no entities that got through their, their shielding. Um, but because they can go out there and then 
use that to help other people by letting people know. I mean, Julissa said, no, I wouldn't recommend anybody go there. You know, it's not something that, you know, might some people might be able to, but most people, she didn't say most people, she, but, but, you know, no, I wouldn't ever recommend to somebody that they see that. So I just, I'll tell you, Dolly, I, I was really with you there. Um, I kind of wondered, why would you spend, first off, your life, antagonizing spirits especially the evil ones because those are the ones you like to antagonize antagonize and then build a museum to them there's something really deep and dark perverted about this museum and i think i, I look like like it he's built a temple i think he's built a trap oh you know he's got all of this evil stuff that is it's not, okay, some of it is probably not evil, but there's some really evil shit in there. And to to trap, you know, somebody's not, if you're not engaged in doing this, it's not likely, if you're not doing drugs and, and other things to yourself, hurting yourself physically and spiritually, you're not really in danger of being attacked and taken over. These things that are out there are weak. You know, they they go for the weak people. They go for weaknesses in a person. And so you're taking people and you're bringing them into an evil environment where, you know, if, if any of them have a weakness, you've put them right in, it's, it's like a, a, a death trap. You know, and I, I just was, uh, I was with you. I, I thought that, it's an interesting story. It's a very interesting story. But, no, it's not something we should be doing. And the reason we're talking about it is because Dolly put it on her list. <laughs> well, I think people should be aware. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. You have to be aware. Yes. And I have a story to tell you, too. I think I've told it before, but not for a long time. When... <clears throat> When Stan and I were taking a trip to the West, um, we kept seeing these road signs that said, uh, Garden of Eden ahead. Look for the Garden of Eden. Follow the signs to the Garden of Eden. And it really it interested us both. So, of course, we followed the signs to the Garden of Eden. And it took us down these country roads even. To get to it. <clears throat> and when we got there, it's it was this um, mansion cottage type house. It had a 10-foot iron fence around it. Uh, the fence stood on like about three feet of cement block all the way around the house. It had gargoyles all over, on the roof, on the ground, on the porch. <clears throat> it was very scary to me. Uh, just sitting in the car, uh, a street down from it, I kept getting the goosebumps and 
And then we, Stan finally found a parking spot, and uh, they had tours. You can go in and take tours inside the house. And uh, Stan said, well, aren't you going to go in? Aren't you going to take the tour with me? I said, heavens no. And explained to him how I was feeling. I, I was scared to death of the whatever's inside the house because I could feel, I could feel it. And so he said, well, I want to go in. I said, you go right ahead. I will wait out here for you. Um, and so as he's walking away to go in, I said a prayer trying to protect him. And he was in there a long time, but I wasn't going to go in and find out why. Uh, it was so scary. And he came out, and I said, well, what did you feel? He said, it felt a little strange in there because he wasn't a feeler at all. And uh, he said, no, you probably you probably would have left before you got inside because even on the porch it was kind of weird. And so uh, here we, we were on this vacation, so we just went wherever. Wherever we were led, we went. And um, I just wanted to share that with you to let you know, even back then, I wouldn't go anywhere where I felt badness, evilness. Um, I even, I swore that when I looked at the place, it kind of uh, had that glaze, hazy, squiggly feeling that you look like over the pavement when the pavement's real hot and in the sounds vision. like the Garden of Eden for Mephistopheles. Well, is that, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, but, a demon. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Could have been. <laughs> I said, What was in it, Stan? He said, It was like an old grandma's house from the last century, and it had old things like they have, bases and lamps and tablecloths and... Shrunken heads. Yeah, doilies <laughs> on the back of the old divans and uh, old-type dishes and silverwares, and, and it had these little, um, little and big statuettes all over inside it. I said, what were they of? He said, well, they didn't look too nice. That was enough for me. <laughs> well, I got to explain. Some people might not realize Stan is my soulmate who, who I, we lived together until after I got divorced and he got divorced, then we met each other. And, um, oh, I can tell how we met each other. <clears throat> we, bo we both belong to parents without partners. And um, my girlfriend from there, we went to New Year's Eve party. And there was dancing. And so my, my friends there, some of them, we all took uh, 
country western dancing classes, so we knew how to country western dance. And we were just out there having a ball. And uh, Stan said he was sitting there watching me. <laughs> and so uh, Teresa came up to me and she said, Dolly, Stan is here, the guy I wanted you to meet. He's here. I said, that's nice. She said, I'm going to introduce you on, uh, uh, as soon as I get his attention. I said, okay. And, I, of course, I was dancing with someone else, Dana. I think I was dancing with Dana. But um, so she came up, and she pulled me aside, and she introduced us. And as soon as we were introduced, I, I got this overwhelming wonderful feeling and so he said to me after this dance you're mine we're gonna dance I said okay almost melted and so the next dance was a slow one he took me in his arms and uh yeah Stan oh. yeah and so uh as soon as he took me in his arms, it was as if the ceiling opened up and there's all these angels up there. And they were singing. They finally got together. They finally got together. And it was in a beautiful song. Beautiful. And there was beautiful light uh, that was uh, coming from up there and it showed down on us and he saw it and felt it too we were together from then until he died so that's who my stan is and uh, i miss him terribly and how, long, how long were you together how many six, years six six when and did you when did you go to this weird garden of eden uh, I don't know, sometime in that six years. Was it in the early part or the late part? <clears throat> uh, I I really don't know. Because my question is to you... Um, You're suspecting, aren't you? I am. Yes, I am. When he came out of that Garden of Eden, did you detect any change? Hmm. No, I can't say that I did. I I can't say I did. I didn't feel any change in him until the last two months. That's when I felt it. And I saw it. And I can't, I, I don't know why it uh. happened. I don't know. I, I just find I just find that uh, you know it's so dangerous to walk into those places because you don't time doesn't exist to these spirits <clears throat> and I suspect that about a lot of things is that you encounter something that well Walt it comes down to your concept of uh, fragmented souls mm. you know you've got these fragmented souls that are out there. Um, but fragments of people, in your case, your dad, can attach to us. And in the case of something like a haunting and some of these spirits, I mean, what what is a spirit? It's a, it's a 
a, a piece of God that doesn't have a human body and for some reason has been locked into space that it requires a human body to interact at the third D. You know, instead of just releasing, you know, your, your soul, you, you get locked into the 3D even though you don't have a body. So a lot of these spirits that could be benign are looking for a place to, to go, you know, to, to possess a, a human body even though it's not theirs. And those those kind of things can, because I mean, I know people that, I I know people who I thought I knew who sudden, seemingly suddenly change into somebody I don't know at all. And I've searched in my mind as to what, what was I just being delusional and not seeing this other side of this person? Or is this a personality trait that somehow or not another was being hidden and then came out or was it some well, kind you of you were right when you said a lot of entities are very very wily very smart and they're just they know well like you said there's no time for them so they're just biding their time for the right time when the person is at this we at those at its weakest point that's when they strike because then the person can't defend themselves yeah and I mean, like, did you ever thinking, see, uh, like, for example, did you ever see the the film, uh, the haunting of Audrey Rose? It was a, it was a it was a dramatization of a real life story, and this this girl was being terrorized by evil entities, negative entities, and and the priest. I mean, they actually made. Um, uh, the the woman was a, yeah an Indian doctor, who, and she testified that the reason the girl committed suicide is not because she was possessed, is because the drugs they gave her disempowered her, didn't leave her with the opportunity to defend themselves. There she was a, she had a very strong will, very strong capacity to defend herself, but because they they the court ordered her to take on these drugs, uh, she was left. With no protection, that's why she she failed and she committed suicide. Otherwise, she would have been able to defend herself from from the entities. You know that's that's so true because there was Dan Shaw had a woman on her show before she did the hour show. She had a two hour show. She would interview different people. She had some amazing people on there, but this woman was on a campaign to make people aware of the psych, psych, psychiatric changes in the brain because of drugs. And she told some unbelievable stories of how, of just her life, her, her, in her practice, the people, you know, like, let me give you an example. She herself, knowing that these drugs were just terrible, uh, was prescribed these drugs but I it was a pain thing I think and she wasn't she didn't didn't take it but it, it finally got to the point where she took a dose of it one dose that was all it was and she suddenly found herself almost schizophrenic in that the this voice in her head was telling her to commit suicide now she said that 
if she hadn't had the background in what happens to people under the influence of a drug like this, she said, I probably wouldn't have known how, what to do. And she probably would have just tried to fight it herself. But see, if you get these voices in your head and you're the only one, you think, you think that it's you. I, for some reason, I've got these boys. I must have brought them in. Oh, my God, what am I doing wrong? Instead of realizing that the drug may have induced this. Not that they're not there, but it weakened you to a point that entities you might have picked up or were around you at the time could now begin to influence you. And she said, so she called her friend and she said, Please come over here. I'm suicidal. Please get here as soon as you can. And she was frantic about it. And I don't remember if it was her son or somebody else's son. But the um, the son called his mother and said, I'm suicidal. But And she immediately dropped everything and went to him. But by the time she got there, he had already committed suicide. So <clears throat> another example of it was this: this woman came to her and said, my daughter committed suicide. I have no idea why she would do this she was just the most unbelievably loving person and it just doesn't make any sense and the first thing out of the uh, doctor's mouth was was she on any any medicine any drugs at all and the mom was like no 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 and then all of a sudden she got this look on her face and she looked at the doctor and said she had just started taking birth control pills it's a drug and, you know, over a birth control pill, your daughter commits suicide. So there's a tremendous number of vulnerabilities when you enter into the, that kind of drug-induced weakness. That these things that wouldn't have normally hurt you at all can. And um, I'm just wondering if when he was there, he didn't pick up something. That later, if for whatever reason, in a weakened state had an influence on him. Well, Just, I know that the night, that night, I know something was took over him. I was straddling him, sitting on the chair, straddling and, and loving on him. And uh, all of a sudden, it, he changed. His eyes went from the beautiful green that he had green eyes, and uh, they turned milky white. His whole demeanor changed. His body stiffened up, kind of. And you didn't faint? Wow. Uh, I got off of his lap, and I got a different chair and sat it a little ways away from him, but I could still hold his hand because I didn't want to lose touch with Stan with my Stan and so I kept saying you get out of my Stan get out of my Stan you cannot have him go away you are rejected in Jesus name go away um, but it didn't go away and uh, and that's all I want to say about it Okay, so <clears throat> sounds like he duped Stan into some kind of agreement. That's the only thing that would hold it in place. 
it's complicated. Let's yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> you know, but it, the reason that I went there when I seriously was not, I was like, I don't know if I want to go there, you know. But then the conversation we just had led there to warn people, you know, yeah, don't listen to the Shungite show, <laughs> the one we had today, because unless you want to, because again, he was being very careful not to image some of these things real clear because he was afraid that if he imaged them other people would pick up on it you know when, when you get into this who's he derek oh derek was saying that he was talking about this box thing and he was saying i'm trying not to, de to describe it or see it and bring it into this conversation in an image way because that's energy he didn't go into all this but that's what he was referencing and um you know so to me any all right this is this is just me talking all right anytime i would see conversations going this way anytime there was anything about i mean i did read the exorcist and i gotta tell you that was uh a really strange thing and I had somebody in my life who I had certain concerns about like there was something I didn't know and somehow or another somebody gave me this book maybe it even was her I don't know and so I've got this book The Exorcist it's about the Warrens and I opened up the cover and I got a slap in my face that made me turn in the chair it was that hard when I opened it. And now this was when I was like, oh, probably, I don't even know how old I was. I must have been in my 30s. Yeah, my early 30s, like 30. <laughs> and I mean, but it was, it was a physical slap. And if I had been, and it hurt. I should have gotten, you know, didn't have cameras at that time, you know, but it, it, that I bet there was a mark on my face. And I sat there and I, I said, of course, I mean, boom, I get hit in the face with this slap. And I'm like, my reaction was, oh, really? You think a slap is going to keep me from finding out what's in this book? I probably wouldn't have read it, you stupid bastard, but now I'm going to read it. And I read it because of that slap. All right. There was something in there that somebody did not want me to know. So from the very get go, you, you <clears throat> if you want to get a true, uh, in my opinion, a true rendering of what this is all about, the Warrens are the place to go. It. it the, the, I'm saying The Exorcist, but I'm, maybe it's not that because it was The Exorcist, that bad story. Um, but the the biography that um, Ed wrote, well, I'm sure with Lorraine's uh, help, but research them because I think that they were interacting with that side of life and reality in the most profound and caring way but one that was very much into understanding it. It wasn't into controlling it, conquering it, having a great time doing nothing. It was they really, really wanted to understand it. And um, she was a clairvoyant. 
and he was just like a researcher and uh, so anyway after reading that <clears throat> i just like went man i got no con i didn't say contract i'm giving you the words that we know now but i said no i don't have any contract with that i'll never you know agree to any of that bullshit that's just a waste of my time you know being possessed and dealing with entities you can't see and all this other crap so i think that it was um that that whole little exercise was put into my life to teach me that and so i do that i mean i was kind of like blindsided by the story myself dolly um but I basically don't go there. I know that they are there and people deal with them and everything. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I respect the concept or respect the reality of it. But it's not in my, not in my, not in my reality. You know, it's like that's just not a part of my reality. And if you say that and live that, you're not going to have those problems. But if you say, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll look into it. Like the Ouija board, <laughs> you know, it's like we had when we were growing up, we had a Ouija board, but it wasn't anything that I was drawn to. I didn't have an adverse reaction that I remember, but well, maybe I did a little bit, but I definitely uh, that wasn't part of what we did. Um, it's it's a different world we're in right now, and too many people are are getting into the dark side. Yeah, just out of interest or whatever, you know, it's a trap. You don't need that. Don't study and look into something that's only going to be damaging in the end. I've never seen anybody that said, yeah, I practice the black arts and look at how wonderful well, I am. Well, one of the angles that the, the cabal graciously has designed for uh, unsuspecting investigators, we are so programmed so conditioned to think that we are these powerless creatures that we are drawn to the notion of achieving power somehow some kind of power so that's why people get into researching these things because there's the seduction of what if i get powerful what if i can do this what i can the the, the joke is on you because we are already powerful we can already manifest. We can already attract the things that we need. It's just that we have been brainwashed very thoroughly in that we're powerless. No, you unless you're a priest, you know, only the priest has power, only the the police has power, only judges have power. But you're you are powerless. You you have no power of any kind. But that's a program. That's the, that's what the cabal has done for for all of us. To think that we are powerless creatures, where the truth is quite the opposite. They programmed us to believe this because we are so incredibly powerful. So they convinced us to, we deny our power to ourselves. I got, a great, <laughs> I got a great story, and it comes from hour one. The hour one of Shanghai is brilliant. Okay, it's myself and Derek. And Derek is... Uh, he goes into a few things, and then he gets into these reports. They're 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 research documents. There's patents in there. There, he said it's got to be like you know what did he say, Dolly? Five or ten pounds of it's six inches deep. He's he's had to hard copy print them. 
He's he go he's running out of ink. It's costing him a lot of money to just so you imagine the amount of research we're talking about that he's been compiling. And what happened was that somebody said to him, "You got a problem on your." Did we lose? Did we lose Nancy? I don't hear her. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it muted somehow or another. Um, he, he was talking about the uh, FAQ page of the Shungite, and there was a problem with it. So he goes over there and he discovers that he's put little blurps, you know, and then you hit the more button and you go to a report. Well, the the text they're saying, you know, hit this button is there, but when you went to it, it was couldn't be found. So he said, well, okay, maybe it's uh, they take these down after a certain period of time or whatever. So he began to copy them all and then put them on his own web server. I mean, you know, on the internet, his own, his own station. And all of a sudden, certain ones of those started disappearing on his website. So now he's totally paranoid, and he's printing out every single one in hard copy. Now, I thought it was a little bit, okay, so drop them as PDFs into your computer and hold on to them that way. But why, I never did quite get, why was he printing them all? Because some of them are 32-page research pro projects, okay? But, Walter, they were all on Shungite. Oh. Okay, now get this. When when you and I started out, right? I mean, I was researching every, on the internet, Shungite, Shungite, looking for Shungite, looking for any information regarding Shungite. And yes, I got some reports, but not very many. I mean, there was hardly any at all. And then, and that was in 2014. So. I mean, I've, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a pretty good researcher. He might be better than I am, but even he admitted that this is the second time, third time around going through the same process of pulling every research, pro, everything that's relating to Shanghai. And he was finding things that he had never seen before. Now, okay, so you never saw it before. Yeah, but one of them was from 1992, 2004, 2008 old things that had been done proving everything that we've said you know but but they don't understand the energy so the way that they say it's a little weird but i'm going like no 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 this doesn't so, make any so sense someone's scrubbing the data from the from the internet no i think what happened well yeah somebody's trying to catch up with it but i think what happened is that in 2014 when i was introduced to shungai okay the very fact that I was introduced to Shungite and I was talking with Gaia and then you got in the pit. Well, first off, it was JP. Then you got in the picture and these people started to think in terms of Shungite. And then we get Derek and now we've got this massive worldwide network of Shungite. All of that changed the past. You know, it, and I told the story about voice meter. You know, how mm -hmm. I, I said, there's got to be a mixer, this digital, we don't have to have this hardcore stuff. And everybody in the business that had built the business of podcasting, 
you know, and computer people like you. No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And I begged you, please go look for it. And 20 minutes later, you said you were right. But it was a 10-year-old program. <laughs> and nobody, the best in the business, the people that built the business didn't know it existed. From that get-go, I said, ah. So you can ask for something that doesn't exist, but when it becomes manifest in your own reality then there has to be a backstory a history of how it got there and so the the, the the you know the spiritual cosmic energy weave just manipulates and and mutates a little bit to make a story convenient yeah. isn't it yeah 10 years ago some guy in, <laughs> in Czechoslovakia made this program and nobody knew about it until i begged you to look for it and 20 minutes later you got it well, look at the look at the look at the appearance of uh, the, K, the caters writing. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, where was this man ten years ago? Nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> the man writes the book, and we still get we we never hear about this book. He's into the, he's into the science this weird science place we're in energology. He's into it. I'm into it. I know lots of people that were into it. And nobody heard of him. And then all of a sudden, I ask a question. My question was, can Oregon be used to make a weapon? Well, then I, I, got, I, gotta, I gotta stop you right there. Because remember that you described to us that special journey you took when you were uh, tripping? Where exactly. you, you met, went through that uh, gate and you were able to ask hundreds, if not thousands, of questions, and then they told you, but you, but you won't remember any any of it <laughs> until I experience it in the 3D. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, it's just like you see these things happen, and you can give all sorts of other explanations for it, but you can also give this one that time doesn't exist, so everything is malleable, and that's what they don't move. Oh, I just have blinking electricity. Um, so if I go down, Walter, you can start the show up. Just you and she do it on site. I'll you get the I'll get the panel on. Yeah, you won't lose your your connection on Skype, and just go on with the show. And then maybe it, we're having wind. We've had I almost flooded out last night. I had to move the car, and. Um, because the drain <laughs> that they put in to help my brother is working the opposite way. And I I just was like, you know, so anyway, I had to move the car because I still had wood sitting in, you know, it's in a pile. But if the water got high enough, this wood would start floating all over the yard. And if it was dark, I'm trying to drive out of a driveway that's flooding with all this lumber floating. I said, no, I think I'll be proactive here and move it now. Oh, that would have been a real fun time. Anyway, so, but it didn't. And we've been, been having um, this, they're forecasting another week of this stuff. It's like most of it's this light, moderate rain, but then, whoa, there was a few downpours that, you know, oh, it was scary. And uh, now we've got wind, so we're having a strange... Well, we've got that intermittent bad wind. Just all of a sudden, <laughs> the wind comes up like that, and 
everything starts flying. And then all of a sudden it's really still. Yes, something is happening. Yes. John Claude in Canada was having intermittent service because they had a a major um, snowstorm and they had uh, high winds like you're describing and they had uh, trees and branches coming down and, and, you know, lines, uh, power lines getting cut off. So he had to cut the show the show short because the other two guests were on fine but he kept getting disconnected uh, well, it's almost like you're describing the same thing well derek i had put up a, a he was gonna have the fairs outside and he you know derek he always gets the best so we got this really good galvanized pipe you know structure with uh, the best fabric on it for a tent and he had it up there for about a week when this windstorm came in and ripped it all apart, even bent the galvanized steel. He said he was up on a ladder cutting it with a... Oh, God, he's me. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> some of the things he ends up doing. But he was like cutting it with a razor blade so that it wouldn't fly into the electric lines that were above it. So, again, it was, I said, is this unusual? He said, no, we get these kind of storms. But we had it on the side of the, you know, kind of in a a slightly protected area, and I didn't think this would happen. So, there you go. But, anyway, I totally forget where we were in the conversation. Does anybody remember? How did we get? Oh, I was talking about those reports and and the timeline change. Um... Yeah. Why didn't he put it on one of those sticks that you put in your computer, you download your stuff you want, and then you take it out? Nobody could have messed with it then. uh, He just wants those hardcore, the hard copies. What what about that Bible that got rewritten? Was that recorded in a stick? (laughs) That was no, recorded it, in a lot of people's minds. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. Does it does it make a difference what it's on? If it's, if the the entire timeline is going to change, I don't think he was trying to keep the doc keep the information so much as to keep the information. It doesn't really matter. I mean, what are they going to do? Change these things? There's no, you know, if it's all digital and they can do whatever they do with digital, take it offline and everything, you know, I mean, he could, they could come into his computer and take it offline. Yes, you can put it on a stick, but once you put that stick into the computer, what's in the computer? You know, something waiting for that stick to come back in. So, no, I understand the paranoia. He wants a complete is complete a record you know it's for the study of enterology i mean i you got to listen to the first hour because i think you'll find it very interesting um and he there's a up above you'll get links to uh where you can actually read this stuff yourself and he said for as long as it's up there right now so but, you know, I, I was stunned at the amount of research that he had on Shungite. On Shungite. 
patents. <laughs> one of them, one of them was on um, stem cells, and they were saying that shungite replaces repairs uh, stem cells. And he was just going through them, giving basic information. And we saw that with the blood work from the RN. You know, she took the she took her own blood, and she had been on the phone without the shungite, and then took the blood, and then took it with shungite, and showed the was looking at those slides when all of a sudden she went silent, and I was like, "You still connected?" Yeah, she said, but I'm seeing stem cells, and I'm 50 years old. You don't see stem cells in the blood. She said, I'm totally confused as to what's happening. And she, she, she you know, a slice of a slide, you're just, you know, looking at a few number of, uh, you know, I don't know, probably maybe 100 of these these uh, blood cells. And she said, one, two, three, four, she said, I can, I can count six stem cells in this one slide. She said, where did they come from? Because normally they're producing the bones, but maybe they come from something else. But she had never seen them in her own blood, and after 50, you don't normally see them in the blood. Are they that different from regular blood cells? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they uh, they were bigger. They the All the cells took on a red hue or semi-pink, dark pink, but this one was deep, like a red. The six that she pointed out. I guess that, uh, I guess it, it's, it makes sense. The my mom keeps reading the reports on ascension changes and how the body is is transforming with the ascension. It, it matches also what uh, Alex Collier is saying as we are moving toward the the fifth density. So the presence of the stem cells in a place where normally you wouldn't find them would seem to indicate that the body is transforming. The body is going through a metamorphosis. Makes sense to me. Sorry, I was muted. It's the top of the hour. What would you like to hear, Dolly? Oh, uh, over the rainbow. Over the rainbow. Okay, let me see. Uh, okay, we got to hold on here a second because it's not in this playlist. Okay, while you're looking, I'm going to say something. Uh, when I was talking with Stan, I wanted to tell you, when he was alive, and uh, I, I memorized his body as we were laying in bed next to each other, I would memorize his body, every inch of him. And he would say, why are you doing that? I said, I don't know, but it's really important that I do it. So uh, please oblige me. I know now why, because I can, it thoroughly put him in my memory cells. I remember him so, so much now because of that. If you love somebody a whole bunch, you might want to think of doing that. So you can, it helps to have him when they're gone, if they go. I'm done. And welcome back to the Say What Show. It's April 11th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, Dolly, uh, <laughs> I guess that first thing on your list turned into a, an hour-long conversation. <laughs> yeah, quite the topic. Yeah. Yeah, got into some um, interesting things. 
Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to talk about manifestation. Um, Annette took a home loan out uh, against her mortgage so that she could fix the main bathroom because it's really, really dated and the bathtub always backs up. And uh, my new son, Jake the Sneak, <laughs> the plumber guy, um, he has been wanting to get into those pipes for a long time now because he's always coming over uh, doing it like pumping out the, the pipes. But anyway, so I was thinking last week, I wonder if Annette's going to get that done before I cross over so I can see it. And if I if I come back to look at it, is it going to look the same as if I was here now? And, and then she tells me three days ago about what all she was setting in place in order to get the bathroom redone. It happened almost faster than I could even think about it. And other things, too. Um, I... I think about something, and the next thing I know, like maybe within minutes on some of it, it happens. Has anyone else noticed this manifestation taken off so fast? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was uh, in Elias' group. They're talking about that instant manifestation, how how quickly it's happening for everybody. So that Dolly's right on. Well, I got a different take or an additional take on it, okay? And it's the porch. Because my feeling is some people that know this property, you know, and some people that don't, but they've made some really kind of weird com com comments to the effect of, no, that porch had to be there. You had to do that porch. And, you know, it's like, okay, but why did I have to do this porch? I think because somebody 80 years ago or something intended to do that and they never got it done, but they had put out such an image that, you know, 80 years in the future, all of a sudden I got to build this porch. You know, and I can give you a lot of things that the porch has brought to me. Um, okay, first off, the windows came in. I didn't have to pay for them. Door came in, didn't have to pay for that. And then I got like, I don't know, $2,700 or something from uh, a 20-year-old class action suit. I'm not going to get into why. But I didn't even know what was going on. And all of a sudden, somebody's wanting to give me this money. Oh, sure, why? <laughs> you know? And it was because it was a class action suit. So everything kept built. And the fact that I had these cats that I had to do something with, I wanted to give them some kind of shelter, but I didn't want to bring them into the house because I got, I got too many. I mean, that's, that's getting into the crazy cat woman, you know? So all of it's doing that. And the, when I was 12 years old, I made my first structure, my first house. I never played in it. The kit, my siblings did, but I didn't. I just have this thing about building, building. And it's so therapeutic. And, you know, I mean, it got to the point where I realized I can do everything that I've ever done in my life just a bit smarter and a little slower. It's like 
Jose was, he couldn't bang the door. It was stupid reason why. But anyway, okay, so, and he's supposed to come back, and then he's supposed to come back. And I had to get this door up because we were having threat of all this rain and flooding. And, you know, I'm going like, the door's not even ready for the flooding. And I got the flex, uh, flex seal. It's a spray-on rubberized thing. And I wanted to get it on the door before these storms came in. And the only way I was going to get it on the door correctly is if I hung it. And so I said, damn it, I'm going to just hang that thing myself. Now, as I went younger, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But, you know, I'm not quite, <laughs> I, I can't pick up things like I did. But I thought my way through it. And I said, okay, yeah, if I do this, and then I can do that, and then I can do this, and I can do all of this. And I hung the door myself, only to find that the way that he had designed it was just absolutely insane. And door didn't fit anymore because he had added stuff. It wasn't, the door was too big. So I had to now take off the hanging door and the structure underneath it that he had added. And I'm holding on to a door. This is the heaviest door I've ever felt in my life. And I did call in the angels. Can you make this light and hold it there? Don't let me drop this door. Because I've got, I got the drill in one hand pulling out the screws. And I got the door in the other hand. And it was so easy. Everything went absolutely perfectly right. You know, and it, it's, 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 it's so much like I was a participant in somebody else's manifestation. Now, does, I'm just throwing that out because you asked that question about instantaneous manifestation. Well, you, know? you need to, well, you don't need to do anything anyway. Please post the picture so that oh. people can understand. I saw that picture and my eyes started crying. My... <laughs> My, I got goosebumps everywhere. My hands, my hairs were standing. This, this porch was meant to be there. It is a fantasy. <laughs> She's living in a fantasy world. And wait till you see the picture. You'll understand what I'm saying. My hairs are standing up again. Um, it's, it is, I don't have words. Once you see the picture, maybe you'll understand why I don't have words for it. Uh, it just thoroughly, my eyes cried and cried because it's so wonderful. Well, now you've set them up and maybe it's not going to be so <laughs> wonderful. You know, it's that movie that they say, oh, you got to see this. It's a great movie, you know. And... Uh, let me see if I, I don't know if I can do, no, I can only do one at a time. Okay, here it goes into chat. I, I don't see how it, they couldn't see the wonderfulness. Oh, hey, you didn't send me this one. I got to see it. Oh, I didn't send you that one? No. Oh. That's the inside. Hmm. Just the outside. Look at those windows. Corner windows. Nice. Did somebody maybe 30 years ago? Is, it, is there supposed to be that gap between the ceiling and the wall? I haven't put any. See, I, I got to the point where I wanted Jose to go away. <laughs> 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 and, 
and it, a lot. I mean, okay, all that lumber that you see on the walls that you know that's that's there. Um, that's the picture. Oh, oh yeah. my, my heart just is doing flip flops. But I, I did, I, I did all of the in. I mean, I. I he basically built this this structure that you know and i put in he put in the he put in the windows and he built the roof and he built the structure but i did everything else okay and including hanging the door but the the upper part uh when i when i got i wanted to live in it a little bit because i didn't know how much heat was going to build up in it and so it's going to need some kind of ventilation up there near the roof to be able to keep it cooler. Uh, so I said, no, I, I said, I got to talk to my brother. He'll give me some ideas. Bullshit. I didn't need to talk to my brother. So I just wanted him to get out of my way. <laughs> it was like everything else. It's like, oh, you can't come by tomorrow. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, see ya. And then I'd build, a, you know, I'd build one of the walls or the door or something. Because you could I, put screen in it. I've got the screen. Oh, there you go. Oh, you mean I've got the screen for the windows? Um, well, I, I want see. I don't know what I'm going to do, but that is an idea, Dolly. I hadn't really thought of that. That's a good idea. Maybe I don't know. Um, maybe that's quite a bit of of space, and in, in this rain, the rain was coming through that, so I need some way to close it up. Um, the cats were. <laughs> well, I, if they were in the right place and the wind wasn't blowing, they were fine. But, you know, I, I had to actually stop working there for a while because uh, behind me, where I, I was facing that way, behind me is the identical wall that you see, you know, on the left part of it. It's the same structure. So it's just, it, it's, a, it's a small 10 by 8. And, of course, with everything in there, it's not that big but it is really kind of like you you said a portal or something i don't know what it is but i do feel that this was something that was meant to be it was just you know meant to be and i got out of it that i can do anything that i ever did i just have to be a little smarter and figure it out instead of picking up the door how do you do how do you walk the door to the place you want to be <laughs> you know so anyway, yeah, manifestation. What else you got on that? That was it. On manifestation, that was it. Just wondering if other people are having the same things. Sounds like they, yes. What were they saying on uh, Anelia there, Walt? Did they give any specifics? Well, the the thing that they were the the thing that they were saying is that. Um, People have this belief that uh, manifestation is something that you do when you're focusing on something or you're focusing on a specific intention that you want this or you want that. And they have this notion that manifestation is something that you do on purpose, specifically on something, on a particular item. But that's not the truth. The truth is manifestation, you're doing it 24-7, nonstop. Just you, just your thinking, just your your talking, your walking, everything you, that you when you're doing it, anything that you're doing, you're actually manifesting stuff. 
you just it's so second nature to you that you're not realizing that you are doing it i agree totally <laughs> well the best the best example of it was jan shaw she uh she didn't have any money and the dogs are out of food and so she says well i guess i better find the money before i get to the grocery store and she found a 50 dollar bill on the way to the grocery store so she could buy the dog's food. And she's she's an incredible manifester. Um, I can't even get into all of the things that I've seen her do. But it's because she does. She, she just puts it out there, you know. She, some people just sort of understand it in, in a kind of a, like a cosmic way, you know. It's like, yeah, I just do this, you know. And it happens for the rest of us. You have to figure out that if if you're saying, gee, I'm going to have a terrible time at that party, you probably will. Because that and people think of that as being what you think of, you draw in. No, it's different than that. What you think of, you create. Well, so Dr. Costa would explain that the reason we don't, people don't manifest more is because they don't allow it. No, for example... When he gave the example, they, they, he was going to have a, cl a class in the same building where he rent, rented his office. But he needed a classroom because the, the office was kind of small. So, and this was, I don't know how many people, but he needed more room. So he, he was able to get uh, permission from the building management to use one of the empty offices as a, as, as a classroom. But... He, when he went to see what office was available, he realized he was going to need a desk. So when he went in, he looked at the, he looked at the, at the room and he said, uh, I'm going to need a desk. And that was in the, early in the morning before the, the class was going to be happening in the afternoon. And he just left it at that. And he didn't give it another thought, didn't talk about it again, nothing. So as the afternoon ro rolled around, and they were going, people were coming in, and people were getting ready and looking for their seats. Um, one of the guys, the, uh, the one of the building maintenance guys, came over and and, uh, said, and said, "Dr. Costa, yes, is are you you're you're going to have a class here this afternoon? Yes. Uh, well, there's an an office that emptied out." And they left behind two desks, and I have to move them out of there because the office is going to be rented. Do you need a desk? <laughs> well, yes, he def definitely needed a desk. So he says the problem is that when people, like uh, he, there was a guy in the, in the classroom that, for example, he was aware that he needed something, and he would write it down. But uh, 10 minutes later, Again, he would think uh, he would be focused on this thing that he needed. So he says, and then another, another two minutes, he's doing it again. He's thinking about this thing that he needed. So he says, by you focusing on something that you that you need, you you keep pushing it away from you. You're not leaving. You're not leaving it alone in order to give it a chance to manifest. You keep pushing it. You keep pushing it because your awareness. You can't cheat your own awareness. You're in your awareness. You're aware that you don't have it, and you have to get this. And you and by re rehashing it and rehashing it and rehashing it and thinking about it and thinking about it, you keep putting it where it is, not here. 
you keep pushing it into the future where you think you will get it. So you keep pushing it away. So, so the idea of re revisiting the thought in order to manifest it is not going to increase the chances of manifesting. It's, it's going to nullify the chances of manifesting it because you keep focusing on that, that you don't have it. <laughs> she says, just think about it once and leave it alone. Let it manifest. And the universe knows what it'll do to get it to manifest. Yeah, just keep thinking <laughs> thoughts. It'll, it'll Think just of something else, but don't 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 sabotage your own your own manifestation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Yasmin is saying that she's she has an. Ex okay, that's how I got my new office chair that matches my desk perfectly. I had a thought that my old chair needed to be replaced, and when oh went to. Went over to friend's house. Went over to friend's house to help with something else, and just ha he just happened to have my new chair that he no longer needed, and even delivered it to my house. <laughs> Ta-da! Well done, yay! You know, but um, and take note when these things happen, because the more you realize and have confirmation that this is really happening, the more you'll use it. And um, so, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> Dolly. I got something. Um, Dina took a little break. She wasn't sending me videos. I was getting quite concerned because I hear from her usually every day. But anyway, she uh, was taking a respite from all the video stuff. So she sent me this video that I am so freaking excited about. And this was another manifestation type thing. Um, I'm putting it in the chat room right now. It's Jake the Asshole, the secret, uh, whatever's. But uh, he is telling, no, no, it's a she, I think. I don't know. But it's a very short video, like, I hate to say, four minutes. Four minutes, 43 seconds. It shows. Hey, guys. Oh, did I click on that? I didn't. No, 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 no. I clicked it by mistake. Oh, oh, okay. And it shows how they do the latex. Oh, wait a minute. Next. Why didn't you just cl click on it and play it? Play it, Walt. Oh, but they got to see the pictures, too. But it's oh, good to oh. hear it. Yes. Do you yes. want him to play it? Yeah, please. Okay. Let's backspace this. Okay. Is that four? Okay. okay. What up, Bo? Hey, guys. What if he's not actually 7 4? We good? Yeah, we good. I don't think another intelligence agency in the world devoted the time and the budget to disguise like we did. Disguise. Okay. It, it's it's, it's coming. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Okay. We'll put We'll put it in there because that was uh, more distracting. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, add it. It is much easier if you watch it because they show you the pictures of the different, uh, how the mask can uh, make, turn you into someone you aren't, someone uh, 
that you want to pretend you are at that time, uh, it can make a person who isn't even a person come to life because of the mask. Uh, it, it, it can make you look like a person with that mask on, but there is no existing person like that. Uh, it just shows everything I've been trying to say for years and years, and I was thinking... I wish there was a way to prove that what I say about the people not being themselves, not looking like themselves, could be seen. That I'm not really, I'm not making this stuff up. And then Dina sent me that. I flipped out. I was so excited to get it. Thank you so much, Dina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so... Oh, it's masks. It's it's that they actually show the masks put being put on, and you can yeah. see the changes, and it looks real, real. Yeah. Oh, and wow. you see them take it off. Yeah, it's really exciting because they show they show it. Here's a mask. They put it on. They don't look like themselves. They look like who they want to look like or whatever, and then they take it off. It's. It's so fun to be able to see it um, so that you can see what I've been seeing all along. So do you, can you make the difference in, between a mask and a clone? Do you see a difference in, in, from that standpoint? Uh, the only way I can do it is I'm, if I'm looking for it, if I'm feeling for it. Uh, a clone does not feel the same. A clone is a different, different feel, different entity. But a mask is, uh, yeah, it's a live person. There's a, uh, it's not a clone. It's it's a real being <clears throat> underneath the mask. And I was looking at it pretty close, and then I turned on the fox, and I was looking at the people there, you can see if you look really hard on the neckline, if they only use the face mask, you can see where the uh, the end of the mask meets the real skin. So you can see the circle around below their neck. Um, so you can see that. Uh, they didn't show the the mask that the the waistline get up. They didn't show that; just the faces. But I was excited to see that because now I can sh show people when they question me about why do you keep saying that's not the real person? Well, because I know it isn't. Look at him. Look at the difference, and because there's subtle. Differences now, uh, DeSanto. Oh my gosh, Trump has this um, ad out uh, about DeSantis and how look what he did this, look what he did then. That DeSantis is the real one, the original, and it it is so bad. And then when you see the one that's out there today. You feel the difference. You know, this isn't the original one. And uh, next time I see 
DeSantis, the, the one today, I'm going to look at it closer to see what more I can see in it. I, just, I, know the, I know the ad. I don't know if they're playing it anywhere other than Florida, but it's disturbing. Very disturbing. I got goosebumps again, um, and my hairs are standing up just thinking about looking at it. It's very wicked looking. Dark. Very dark. Uh, can you hear the fact that your dog is barking nonstop? Oh, no, it's not just my dog. It's a neighborhood. It's a dog on the right. It's dogs on the left. <laughs> and oh my, my dog isn't even barking. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess it's something we got to put up with then. You can't shut your door. <laughs> oh. There. Let's manifest silence from them. Whatever bothered you has gone away. They they bark at each other. I know one starts and then the others have yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, and then a lot of times I join in. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something? It's it's really good to have dogs. Yes. When I first moved in here, there was a rash of auto thefts on my street. But it was all on the west side of the street. And we got to talking about it, the neighbors, you know, and we realized that the people on the east side of the street all had dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. had dogs talking, hey, there's somebody in my yard. I don't know who they are. When you to keep an eye on them, oh, I'm all right, sure, I will. Yep, not a problem. I mean, dogs. Cats are worthless from that standpoint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but dogs, yeah, especially if you got them that. Like Shiloh's really good about it. If if it's just you know nothing, you know, and they're just having a conversation, and I say, "Can you come in the house?" He just runs in the house. It was like you know. But if there's something out there that he thinks it shouldn't be, then he has a whole different attitude. No, mom, I'm not coming in. <laughs> there's something oh, yeah. out. You know, they have so. ways of communicating with us. And, you know, they understand that. Talk about changes. Uh, I've been living with animals all my life. And right now, it's like, I don't know what I can say to these animals that they're not going to really understand. You know, it's like I'll say to him, no, wait for the commercial, right? Commercial comes up, he comes over and says, okay, the commercial's on. You know? Yes. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's like like last night. It was, uh, okay. I'm getting antsy, I'm walking around the house, I'm doing flood protection, and I keep doing it over and over again because you never know what you're going to miss. And he's following me. And I said, will you just calm down, please, just calm down. And then I'm looking out there, and the the water's getting higher. I decide, no, i got to move this car. So I get my raincoat. As soon as I get the raincoat, he's like, oh, we're going to Sandy's. We're going to be saved. We're not going to be in a flood. Yay, we're escaping. And I said, no, i just got to move the car. And it was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. You know, <laughs> yes. I said I'll be right back, and uh, you know, but it's it's like it's it. I find it very intriguing that I don't. I, I really have had. I'll say things to him that I wouldn't have said to a dog, but not a cat either. But I wouldn't have said to a dog because I wouldn't have thought the dog understood. But now I I think that I don't know that there isn't any level that they won't understand. 
it's uh I've, I've definitely seen a change in the animals even this larry guy <laughs> this new cat there larry boy he's got an attitude he wants to sit in this chair and it might be because there's a shungai pad on it but it's like no larry gotta get out and see because it took so long to do the porch the cats are in the house i forgot to mention that <laughs> i wondered how long it would be <laughs> <laughs> oh i gotta tell you what happened okay so it's raining and um yes it's getting wet in there you know because it's blowing the wind's blowing everything so i bring them in the house so the two of them, little girl, who is just the tiniest, I've got, Shunga's very small, but this one's even smaller. And she goes right into the bedroom and up on the bed where the dog and I normally sleep, right? And uh, then Larry gets on his chair, his chair. And I have to get back to the computer and I think, Larry, you got, you know, and he hisses at me and tells me I'm a bitch. <laughs> Leave me alone. I want my chair. I No, you know. So I finally get him out of the chair. And then a little bit later, I realized he's gone in there and is sleeping with her. Okay. <laughs> so, and they're there most of the day. You know, it stopped raining late at night about one o'clock. And I said, do you want to go out? So they go out into the porch and everything. And uh, we all go to bed. Well, that wasn't exactly true. I go to bed. <laughs> Chunka comes up. I mean, Shiloh comes up to the bed and he goes, oh, it stinks of cat. And he wouldn't go. He wouldn't get on the bed. All night long, he slept on the floor. He wouldn't get in the bed. <laughs> I was like, no, come on. I mean, you know, because it's not like they walk up to him and he goes, oh, you stink like a cat and walks away. No, they'll lay right near each other, you know. And so I that was the last thing I, I would, thought would happen. So I had to go and... Um, I had to, I had to wash some blankets that have a um, the the soap has got a smell to it, you know, and um, I figure cause they're in there now in his bed, and I figure I'm gonna have to swap out the bedding so that he doesn't smell the cats. Otherwise, he's not gonna sleep with me, and I do sleep better when he's there. <laughs> but you know, it smells like cat. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just too funny. They're invading his bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she's she's just you know, she's just such a sweet cat. And uh and she's so little, you know, and you you feel like, no, you come in here, you can do what you want. But Larry <laughs> He, he comes in and he kind of like wants to boss everybody around. <laughs> he seemed that way when you first met him. He seemed like a bossy character. Yeah, but he's also very gentle with her. I mean, oh, you know, oh yeah, he they they they're always together in the same chair on the porch. Once in a while they'll be in different chairs, but they're always hugging each other and kissing and cleaning each other and they really are very, very tight. Oh, so, yeah, it's it's cute to see them together. Huh. Well, I do have what time is it? I have a little bit of news I want to share. People need to know. Um, on 
the Bragg situation. Uh, he is the guy that brought the charges against Trump. Well, um, he Bragg is suing Jim Jordan's uh, group over the probe into the Trump case. Jim Jordan's group is is investigating uh, Bragg's probe over Trump to try to find out where did he get whatever charge he's going to charge Trump with because nobody still knows uh, and it, so he's basically investigating Bragg so Bragg got even more scared than he is now and uh, he's making all these woof, 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 woof noises against uh, anybody who's questioning him. Um, Bragg is saying Jim Jordan's group is interfering with his 50-page lawsuit. I think it's... But didn't Bragg. you say that all the documents, are nobody, nobody human made them because nobody wants to touch them so that they were all made by an AI? I didn't say that. Oh. It was Jan. Jan Shaw oh. on Saturday. Uh. And so Jordan commented in uh, Twitter or whatever they're into now. He says, first they indict a president for no crime. Then they sue to block congressional oversight when we ask questions about the federal funds they say they used to do it. So, he's also being investigated on the money. Where did Bragg get this money to do the lawsuit against Trump? And they so, want to see if there's any emails between the Biden administration or the Democratic Party with Bragg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bragg sitting in a well, bunch well, of... On, uh, on that subject, on Tucker Carlson tonight, he's interviewing Donald Trump. And this is the first time I've ever seen Tucker interview Donald Trump. Yeah. On the show tonight. So that'll be interesting. Yes, very. But I just wanted to keep people in the loop about that. I oh, there was another uh, another shooting. I do, I don't have it, the details over it. Um I don't I th I can't remember the state it was in. It was today. Kentucky. Oh, today. Oh, Kentucky. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was Kentucky. We'll be Again. Sad. No, it was Tennessee, Nashville, <clears throat> and then it was Kentucky. Somebody at a bank. He, he was an employee. Yeah, that bank. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, God almighty, how many of these things are going to happen? Which makes we, me think. Uh, these are staged, um, the, not staged is not the right word. They really happened, but they were planned to make this thing happen. There's too many, too many all of a sudden. Manchurian candidates, you know, where they brainwash them. Yeah. You know, do you remember when everybody was going postal? There were all these post post offices. Good night, Jasmine. Bye, Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine. Thanks for being there, here. There, there was all these post office uh, people that were committing 
mass murder? Yes. Remember going postal? Yes. Well, somebody did research on that, and they found out that they were all on Prozac. Every one of them was on Prozac. So you've got these people that, I mean, God only knows what drugs they're being given. And the fact that they won't give any information out regarding the transvestite shooting in Kentucky. Um, and, and one of the questions is, what drugs was this person on? If they're going through transfiguration or whatever it is, um, then what drugs were it? Maybe it's the drugs. It goes back to that first comment we made about, you know, how you all of a sudden become suicidal. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't know. And I agree with you that, that this is just getting, you know, what drugs are you giving them? And maybe part of this, you know, get everybody to get on these hormone things and, and changing it. We don't know what this is. If they would if they would have the COVID BS and get everybody to take these shots. Well, not everybody, only 40% took them. But to take, you know, to take these shots. Well, how else are they they convincing people to take drugs? Because, again, if it's a contract thing. If you contract to take the drug, the drug says you got all these side effects. You're agreeing to all any of those side effects. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she was she was taking all those drugs uh, to uh, supposedly make her into a male. So what are these drugs doing to her system? I agree. It's a MK Ultra type situation in my mind, and it, they, it's exactly that's exactly what it is. And if they didn't have so many of the same thing happening, shootings, people get hurt, people get killed, and then they, it, it, the next sentence they say is, "We have to get the guns away from people." Uh huh. There you go. That's a whole thing. Scare people and take their guns. Yep. They're scared of us, y'all. They are terrified of us. So they're going to do anything they can to us. But I wanted to bring that up, too. We don't have a contract with it. Nope. Nope. And also, uh, I get all these thoughts at the last minute. I have... uh, since January 15th, and I've been experiencing my my new world again. I, all the time I'm getting these new worlds. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I've been, lately I noticed, like in the last week, things happen. And I don't get freaked out. I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, I think, well, I wish they wouldn't pursue it in this manner where they're actually hurting and killing people um but i don't get uptight i don't get all worked up i I sit back and i say well this is part of what we have to go through this is part of why uh walt and nancy and i and and jan and mona and People like us, this is why we are here on radio talking with people to help them work through uh, these situations uh, 
that you could turn into humongous bad trauma in your life um, it's, it's meant to be at this point in time people have signed up for this uh, part in the play so I don't get overly angst over anything anymore I just sit back and say oh, okay I'm done and do you have anything else on a list? Oh, on the list, yes. Let's see. Oh, yes. Um, Jen Pisaki, Jen Pisaki, who, the redhead who used to be the uh, spokesperson for the Democrats, she has been replaced. I saw her in a blip. Uh, she was interviewing somebody. I forgot who. And they flashed the camera on her. It took me <clears throat> a few times to recognize who is that person. That's how much she changed. She is thinner. Uh, her face is longer, thinner, longer. It is not the person we used to see. So she's been taken out. Um... And there was a State Department, uh, a big to-do with them. Um, some, oh, leaks. There were like 50 leaks, I think they said, in the, in the State Department. And so they're having a big to-do. Uh, who did the leaks? How did they happen? Yada, yada, yada. And in the room where they were, talking they had flags american flags and there was no gold fringe on those flags uh, it was so odd to me because lately well not lately but for a couple years now we've been seeing the gold fringe on all the flags it's the first time i haven't seen gold fringe on flags in a couple years so that made me stop and and wonder well, what what's going on. So I wanted to ask you, Nancy, what's going on with no fringe on the flags? Well, I don't know, but I do know that Biden, you know, they had the Easter hunt thing, thing the Easter day thingy at the White House. No, I didn't know. I yeah, didn't pay attention. Well, you remember last year? He was out there, and the rabbit came along and kind of guided him away. Oh, yes, you remember I remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it was the same event. I mean, you know, this year's event. And he was being interviewed by the weatherman of uh, Good Morning America. And so the weatherman starts talking to him, and it was right in the beginning of the clip. So I, I'm pretty sure I heard what I heard, you know what I'm saying? But... Joe replied, it's so good to be home again. And, you know, somebody commented, doesn't he know he lives there? <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, and then, and then the question was, uh, are you going to run for 20? Oh, okay. The question was, are you going to run in 24? But the way that the weatherman put it was, 
are you going to uh, attend more of these events? And Joe was like, oh, yeah, 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 at least uh, two or three more. Oh, maybe five or six. Who knows? And Jill was standing beside him. And you could see her, you know, it, she she's the, she kind she kind of gets concerned about what he's going to say next type of thing. Or at least, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and um, so the weatherman said, so you're going to run for uh, the election. And, and Biden said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. We just not announced it yet. You know, and it was like really bizarre. But the, the first part of it, like I say, it caught me off guard. But I said, did he just say? It's so good to be home, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and then one of the commentators said, "You know, <laughs> doesn't he realize he lives there?" <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't, because he never stepped foot inside it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he Trump was on the grounds. He wasn't in the building. He was on the grounds. And then Hunter was there too. Oh, Hunter, oh. <laughs> Hunter was there too. I mean, the more you look at this stuff, the more staged it gets. It's oh, just yeah. Oh, yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> we know. We know. I'm echoing. I'm echoing. That, that, uh, they, they're dead. That's not them. That's Im- well, imposters. He, maybe he said it was good to be home because he was back from the Ukraine. He spent so much time there. I don't think that was it at all, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Because, the last because, I knew, he was at Camp David. Because if you remember, you remember when the thing when happened, the thing in, happened Ohio in Ohio with the with the 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 train that was uh, uh, put on flames and released all that toxic gas, and Trump went to visit there and went to help the people. And meantime, he was in the Ukraine delivering money. Remember that? Yep. You know, another one of the weird things, okay, is this, um, uh, I guess it's the Tennessee. Okay, so this transvestite kills people. Three children and three adults. And the Tennessee state legislature is put in a situation where basically three of their representatives wanted all the guns to be taken away they and and they didn't just put this bill on the table they orchestrated a whole bunch of people coming to the state house you know in a peaceful demonstration and so the peaceful demonstration is out there screaming and hollering and these two of these people got bullhorns and started and this is in the chamber of the the you know the legislator, and started screaming about you know the guns are killing people. Oh, the guns aren't killing people. And you know somehow or another the transvestite community was out there because I don't know why it was just. A, but the legislature banned these people initially banned them and then got their their seats taken away from them. Two of the three, okay. And I think they were both black, but the one instigator that you kept seeing, I don't know his name is, um, he got in the face of, and I I can't tell you, I don't see people with nationality, I just don't see it. But this guy was obviously a foreigner, I mean he was an American, but he had come from foreign foreign liturgy, 
and not liturgy. He came from someplace else. And he was maybe Chinese, maybe Indian. I don't know who he was, but he was definitely not a white American. Let me put it to you that way. And this black guy was just so racist and antagonizing this man. And this man stood up and said, you know, basically, you're calling me a you're calling me a racist. You're the racist. You're demonstrating racism right now by what you just said to me. And then the guy repeated it only a little worse. And so they they threw him out. He's got to get he's got to go before an election. It's going to be a special election. Him and the other one. And maybe they'll get, you know, put right back in there. But the thing that was so disgusting about it is immediately Vice President Harris runs to the Tennessee city that this is all happening in and, you know, to support these two black people that had gotten ousted, not because they were anything except they were disrupting. It was an insurrection. They were disrupting the it was just January 6th only at the state level. And so because they had broken all sorts of rules of decorum regarding being in that legislature and legislative body, then what happened was that they just lost their seats. They voted them out. Good. Yes, but Harris, nobody went to, to Pal- uh, Palestine, Palestine, um, when the train wreck. Nobody went there. Except Buttigieg when you know weeks later, but but they run to support these people that when you listen to what this man said, it was so racist, it was awful. That's you how know? scared they're getting. That's how scared they're getting. It was really strange. Yes, it's part of the thing, Nancy. It's part of it. <clears throat> they're starting to run out of. Well, I I was going to use the word logical things to do, but it's not even logical. They're they're running out of spoofs to do. Uh, so that's part of why I don't. It doesn't bother me. Big freaking deal. But I'm glad to see that those uh, legislators were told to pack your bags and leave. <laughs> That's fun. I I'd be interested to see how the election plays out. I didn't realize they were going to have to go through another election. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a special. It's a special election, so it'll you know it'll be in a few months. Hey, I want to read real quick. Elias says, "Please know how grateful we are for all." For you all sharing your wisdom and knowledge and stories with us. It has helped so many people to feel they aren't alone, especially the last few years. Thank you, Alaya, for sharing that. I wanted you and Walt to see that for sure. Yes, we appreciate so much your comments like that. That's the payment we get. Well, we get other things, you know, but... We're at the end of the show, so why don't you say good night? Good night, y'all. Thanks for being with us. You just don't know how much we appreciate you being here and sharing your energies with ours. Love yeah, because for them, we wouldn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Walter. Thank you for being here, everyone. We are if we are here is because of you. Otherwise, who would who would listen to us, right? So thank you for being here. You really you make it uh, worth our while to be here because you are think thinking and listening audience. Yes. And, and together we're going to change the world. <laughs> thank you all. Be safe. Be blessed. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a man.